Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Like, you know what we need? We need, like, Jay Prince to come in to the CDC. <laughs> and tell the government and the Pfizer to, like, come together. Y'all need to come together. Yeah, just he's just standing in the middle shooting a finger gun at the camera. I love that. Jay Prince is going to be the solution to getting people not only vaccinated, but making pharmaceutical companies behave with some level of regulation. <laughs> Can you imagine Jay Prince as, like, head of the CDC? This is what we're not going to do. This is what we're not going to do. Right. It's just a bunch of goons around him. Just he's got to like, nah, chill, chill, chill. You don't have to kill the journalist because they ask the dumb question. There it is. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories. And we finally work to prove that Tristan Thompson continues to cheat on Khloe Kardashian as an ongoing effort to motivate all of us to similarly spit in the face of the billionaire class. That's right. Tristan wants us to see that while we cannot unmarry ourselves from billionaires, we can always work to destroy their self-worth and ultimately take away their power. Thank you so much, Tristan Thompson, for your inspiration. You are a leader. You are you are a guide for all of us. What a goddamn hero, Tristan Thompson. <laughs> We should all we should all write a poem for Tristan Thompson, a, a letter of gratitude. I'm your host, Langston Kerman. As always, I'm coming in hot, baby. You know how I do. You know how the fuck I get down. I'm excited. Today, 
is it's going to be a fun one. My guest today, he I don't know how he feels about Tristan Thompson. I don't know. I don't know his position on Tristan Thompson. We'll find out. I, I, I suppose he'll probably come in with some info on it. But either way, he is a, a phenomenally talented writer, a hilarious dude. You know him from from being the showrunner, executive producer of Insecure, a little a little program called Insecure that's currently in its final season that you should be watching, you dumb bitch. Watch the goddamn show. And then, of course, you also know him as the executive producer of another program called Pause with Sam Jay, a phenomenal show also on HBO. He's hilarious. Please give it up for my guest, Mr. Prentice Penny. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's what up, up What's up, man? That Tristan Thompson shit, I feel like the Tristan, first off, that's the best take I've heard about Tristan Thompson. <laughs> and the best, the best, what I love the most is that she keeps, she's a writer. She is giving this nigga a chance. I feel yeah. like if this was a movie, what you would have is you would have Chloe realize I should probably be with Kanye. Yeah. Cause like that's the one that wants to be with the wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, that's we were friends, but we probably should have hooked up, but I hooked up with like my sister. Right. And really, and really we should be together. This that's is like a, a love actually standing yes. at the door with the, yes. the cards kind of vibe. <laughs> Very much it's 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 totally cheap uh, like whatever I can't say his name. The other chick from Pirates, where it's that moment where it's yeah. like, I actually love you. <laughs> Rick Grimes and uh, yeah. and the other lady just staring yeah. at each other and being like, we can't be together, but you know, you know, you know what supposed it is. To be together. Yep, yep. I truly, I love that. I love to think that that Kanye and Chloe are secretly pining for each other just because neither one of them will leave. I feel like no. that's, they're not attracted to each other. They couldn't possibly no. be, but they know this person will stay no matter They'll what. They'll stay. They'll stay. They have beautiful whatever kind of, like whatever race children they're having. Sure. And just keep they're, that. I think keep all that. their kids are, are whatever new race uh, America <laughs> is going to eventually turn into. Yeah. Like, they're not even really biracial. They're just sort of like yeah. a new brown that, that just yeah. is for every kid that comes out of that family. Yeah, like they're that race that white people are afraid of is happening to America. Yes, like, very much so. <laughs> like it's getting darker, but not in a darker that's like dark, like not Lupita dark, but uh-huh. darker than like what I'm comfortable with dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more fold your arms dark than it is like grab your purse. <laughs> yeah, it's a very fold your arms dark. We can't keep talking about these weird brown kids, though. We have, you came today with a conspiracy theory that, that frankly... Ooh, it's a big one. It's not a small feat that we're going to take on today. But you said, my mama told me. The government, Big Pharma, are withholding the cure for cancer for their own personal gain. Yes. Tell me more. My my dad, I grew up, my dad's from Oklahoma, by way of Oklahoma. So everything my dad does before he passed away is very black. Everything yeah. he was like always like we had a furniture store in Compton. Everything he was like he told me like when my mom and my dad got divorced, he was like on some like like my mom was like I want him to be a white kid so he knows how to. And my dad was like I want him around niggers all the time because <laughs> <laughs> he was like I don't trust these white people. Yeah, and so that has like it because you know they're always up to something. Sure. There's always a thing, right? And so recently I just watched Dope Sick, which if people haven't watched Dope Sick, that's that's why I'm like. They knew these people made oxycotton and knew. Yes, it was 
addict, knew it was an opiate, and got the FDA to basically lie and say it's not addictive. Now, you're yeah. talking a pharmaceutical company and a government agency that's supposed to regulate basically got together and said, heroin is okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't shoot it in your veins, but if you want to pop it as a pill. If you want to pop on. it as a pill, story, we know what it's doing. We know what it's doing. They just said black bar, a bar heroin is cool. Like, we cool with it. It's not yeah. addictive. It's not addictive. And you just go like, they knew. So that's why I'm like, the government knows, and I'm not one of these anti-vaxxers. I'm fully vaccinated. All my kids are vaccinated. <laughs> so I'm going to preface it by saying that. But <laughs> if they knew there was a cure for COVID, there's so much more money in the vaccines. Yeah. I And I will say, I don't know if you saw this article today, but the the head of Pfizer. So yesterday there was all that, the, the big deal that Pfizer was saying, yeah, three Three shots and you're gonna be straight. I thought on, that too. On I thought Omicron, that too. Right. Yep. And then today, the head of Pfizer was like, "Hey, dog, I think we're gonna need a fourth shot." <laughs> no, and, are you serious? Yeah, like he he came out today and was like, it, "I'm feeling like four shots <laughs> is really gonna get y'all protected." And while I think that there is plenty of legitimacy to the vaccines and to to people necessarily getting vaccinated to protect themselves and their families, their people around them. There's something fucking weird about a dude very weeks into a new variant being like, we're going to have to re-up again, y'all. I don't know. This is this it's is mass suspicious. It's ma- I thought the same thing where he was like, you know, I don't think two enough. We going to need to get that third. Yeah. Where you go like, oh, okay. and that was in the fourth? Come on, bro. Yeah. I'm just saying, there's something real iffy about, and like the pills are coming out fast. That's why mm-hmm. I'm like, it's something, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy person that doesn't believe COVID is like fake. And nor do I believe that these vaccines don't work. I'm like, they fully work. Yeah. But again, if they was to give you like, let's say the COVID, like, like the COVID booster though is like, Let's say the COVID booster is only like 5%. So you mm-hmm. really don't need it. But <laughs> just, do. but he's basically playing on fear, right? Yes. Y'all want to roll. You can roll the dice if you want to, but y'all yeah. trying to go to Tulum this year. So I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And and I want to be clear about what, what specifically, he's not saying you need the fourth right now. He's saying he knows that we're going to need a fourth down the line. But, right. but he's not a scientist. He's the head of a pharmaceutical company. And he we're we're not far enough into this for him to be making that decision. So yeah. you can't yeah. possibly be functioning from a place that isn't biased. Or they know and they're just also grooming us to be because basically what I've been reading is like. There's stuff, it's, it's an endemic. You're going to have to get a COVID shot like a flu shot every year. That's yeah. like kind of what they're saying is like, it's just going to be a new flu. Mm-hmm. Not a, worse than the flu, obviously, but a thing that will pick up cyclical based on patterns, right? Yes. So if you're, so if you're like, that's the thing, you just lay in, because you know, the government, they always do check this. They always lay in some may, some maybe shit, right? Yeah. Like when like when the shit happened and they was like, ah, you might not need a booster for like eight to 10 months. And then they came back and was like, eh, you might need it after six. Yeah, and then they yeah, was yeah. like, but just for, and then it's like, not nah, get that shit now. Cause they know, they know, they know the pattern. They've had enough time with it, not to like know everything it does, but they can certainly see, they certainly understand human behavior in America. Yes. 
how we roll. And they certainly understand what's happening in the world. So they, they're just like too smart to like not know kind of people want to don't want to be in the house right now. It's the exactly. it's a holiday time. People want to be with family members like because they, they couldn't last year. This new shit, Omicron, like um, I, I call it Omarion. Omarion stepped into the club, <laughs> <laughs> like like ah ah, like came in came in there touch. with Christo, yeah, fucking up shit, touch, yeah, <laughs> ah ah, came in here, you know, told Raz B to chill it out. I got it, yeah yeah, <laughs> I yeah. got this one. It just came to turn up, so I just feel they know. They, I, I agree with you. I think you might even hear because they because now they dropping the. Okay, 16 to 17 year olds get their booster. It's the A note. They just trying to, I think, slowly introduce us to like the fact that this thing is going to be kicking it. It's definitely kicking it if nobody gets vaccinated, right? Yes. If we still on this, like, so it's not going to, if it's not going to go nowhere, then I think you are just going to see more mutations to some degree. And so they know, but they also know we can make some money on this thing too, which I firmly believe they're like, oh, this is the new. This the new hot shit. This the new and, oxycontin. And I think in a very frustrating and scary way, the government is meant to be neutral or at least a level of neutral in all of this. Right. Yeah. And so the government should see this dude go, hey, I think we need a fourth shot. And, <laughs> and they should be like, hey, chill the fuck out, man. Don't you yes. just say that. That ain't. We'll, yes. we'll decide because we have entire organizations dedicated right. to figuring this out. But instead, they green light publishing articles featuring yeah. this man being like four shots and you free. And it's like, bro, somebody has to be a, an adult yeah. in this and go yeah. chill until we figure the shit out. So let's talk a little bit more specifically about the cancer of it all. So I, I know I know you're saying that you you certainly are seeing a trend in terms of like the pharmaceuticals with like opioids and and obviously we're we're talking about it in terms of covid is there anything specific in relation to the cancer of it all that you feel like is is sort of like glaring and illuminating for you my grandmother had cancer my grandfather had it and went into both went into remission with mm-hmm. it but i've had other family members cousins that have passed away from it the thing i always find interesting about what this is the first thing is gonna sound stupid okay so I, <laughs> okay i, I, I preface <laughs> that it would be stupid i'm like cancer been here forever yeah we ain't no closer than making people go than chemo basically shooting radiation in you i'm like that's what we do we basically shoot x-rays in you to kill yeah. it and that we're, we're still at that same level i'm like most like most medicinal surgeries like back in the day when you had a surgery like 1865 you know they cut you open with a saw they give you some tonic and that was like anesthesia right. and you figured it out today they got robots doing surgery the surgeons never even in there yeah, right yeah. sometimes <laughs> right they got laser shit that can fix your eyes sight Right. They should like the level of like what has happened in so many other medical fields to me is like baffling that like cancers solve is still either just die or we're going to do the same shit we've been doing to you for about 70 years. Yeah. And that's the, because you also know they don't not understand how cancer replicates. They don't not understand anything. They got all these nanobots. They can't got no nanobot pill you can swallow <laughs> that grow and like eat the cancer. They got nothing. That's my thing. So I'm like, because there's so much money in research. There's so much money to be raised in research because if you end it, essentially, I you, you end it. So like, right. like if it's like 1920 something and you the best smallpox vaccine maker ever, 
How much money is in smallpox in 2021? Yeah. <laughs> Ain't no money in smallpox. Ain't no money in like typhoid fever. Ain't no money in that. Right. You know what I mean? So like, but if you was like, you could still get smallpox. Think about how long you'd be taking like a smallpox pill or a shot for the last hundred years. How much money if you had to do that every time? We just we just gonna fix it just enough because it's all money, right? It's not like you get. It's not like, and we have to pay. It's not like the government's paying, right? That's why I also know it's a conspiracy because if the government, like other countries. When they when like the, like the government like if you go to France and the government pays to deliver your baby yeah. like I asked a friend of mine he's from France he was like it cost me a hundred dollars based when I walked at the hospital with my baby God damn. I'm like Jesus that's what I said bro I was like but see if the government had to pay to have your baby they'd be like oh no we like we good you don't you're, like we got it but it's gonna be manageable if the government had to pay but because it's all independent insurance companies the government's like we don't give a fuck. Right. Whatever. Like there's they're not they're they, they don't have a horse in the race to solve the problem. Like the government has a horse in the race to fix COVID, right? We gotta get the like we gotta get the economy up. People aren't traveling, we're losing money as a country. People are gonna like we may not even have a country, but there's no but cancer, it maybe somebody gets it, maybe somebody doesn't. There's no there's no money in the fix because the government has no horse in the race. And almost if I sort of going along with the point that you're making, I think there's also the government as a body has a horse in the race to fix these things. But the individuals who make up the government don't have a horse in the None. race because they're being None. paid off oftentimes 100%. by the companies who are advocating for yeah, support my pharmaceutical, whatever, yep. or my endeavor to do blah, blah, blah. So it really is a sort of unbeatable game of getting enough people to put their own self-interest aside to come 100%. to like a common agreement that like, yeah, cancer's bad. We shouldn't have it no more. Let's just let's just get rid of it. A hundred percent, because if, if you were like if you if you build on what you just said, right? So. Again, they have no stake because not everybody gets cancer. Yeah. So if they were to fix it, you're not even fixing it for like all the population. I don't even I don't even know what the what the like the one in number of people who get cancer, right? But let's just say it's one in eight. Yeah. It's just an arbitrary number. Well then you're only making money off every eighth nigga. Right. Like, <laughs> it's not like COVID where you like or like <laughs> where you like, oh, everybody gotta get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you so if you're them, you like, well, we'll make more money. If we don't fix it, because we'll just keep raising money to say, because they love boasting. This is why I also know shit's funny stuff. When niggas start boasting about how much they do, but mm-hmm. the job ain't done. Oh, we've done more yeah, in this yeah, field. Yeah. Think, but why we ain't no further than? <laughs> you've, been, you've been raising a billion dollars. We ain't no, we ain't no, we ain't no further than X-rays yes. into your body. Radiation. That's it. We in right. the same core. Sure, there's like, I'm sure there's. You know, small things for sure. I'm not just dismissing that the can nothing's happened in the cancer business. But by and large, when you're like that is still the main form of treatment, that's what I go. That's funny style. That's some shit. Cause we put niggas on the moon. We went from like flight in like 190 something yeah. to niggas in the moon in 60 years. We went from like not even flying at all to right. outer space. No, I I mean we, it's crazy. we can make BBLs that jiggle now. You know what I mean? Like you can, <laughs> there are things that, that science has figured out yes. that truly seems like impossible feats, even in my 100%. early adolescence. And now yes. you're saying to your point, some of the innovations of like 
of cancer treatment specifically feel like they are stilted in a way that doesn't track with the rest of our other innovations? Not at all. Not at all. And it, it, to me, it's also the why I also think it's the last, even, even think about HIV and AIDS. Mm-hmm. When it was like, that was basically, you was done. You was done. Like, I thought, man, I'm, I ain't going to see magic after 96. Sure. It's a wrap. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Magic's still out here fucking up the Lakers draft picks in, 20, in 2018. You know, so it's like, so it's just like, that's why I know it's funny stuff because I'm like, everything else has moved, but that's like the last, like, I feel like cancer is the last medical, like, mountaintop. If you can get over that, everything else is like, they can put a pill in you, see your heart, see your insides. Like, there's so many things after I moved the needle. That feels like the last, like, Almost like the Shangri-La. Like, that's like almost like a lost city that we'll never see that they always tell we're so close to them. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. What do you think or do you think there's anything that can be done or would happen that would make them eventually? And them is such a royal them. Sure. It's a nebulous them. But do you think there's anything that could happen that would make the powers that be finally come around to to admitting or showing us the the potential treatment to this never i can never see them can you imagine if they ever said they sat on cancer like they sat on ufos can you imagine (laughs) can you imagine like they niggas sat on cancer like i i can't i guess i can't imagine it because i'm like it would take almost because that's the other weird thing about cancer because cancer there are a lot of similar if you look at cancer there's a lot of similarities to me to covid yeah which is you can get COVID and be fine. Yep. It could go away. Or, so, or you could get COVID and die in a day. Mm-hmm. And, and, and anything in between, you could lose your sight, you could stomach shit, toes messed up, and everything, headaches, super People's sick. People's toes like, literally were falling off in the beginning of this off. pandemic. <laughs> right. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot of eight motherfuckers come out the pandemic like, yo, <laughs> why, why did I? <laughs> I was just too late. But on cancer, that's the same thing too. It's such a wide array of outcomes. You can get cancer and be at like this stage, that stage. It could like you can do a minimal treatment and it go away, or you can be like about to die two weeks. You can have two months to live. Some shit happen, and yeah. you like live another ten years or be, go fine. Like the range of outcomes of when you're diagnosed to like what occurs, and also the fact. Here's the other thing I know why it's some bullshit because they have so many early detection shits. But all, cancer always be sneaking up on you, mm-hmm. like with like like a cousin when you get famous and they pop up and like, yo, you famous now, <laughs> and you're like, where was you coming? Like, what? I just got this money. Cancer be like that. You be totally fine, and then the next year you be like, I got cancer, right? And it's this level, and you like how there ain't no pill you can take that's like, there, there's no blood test you can take to say maybe the cancer coming. Yeah. I, that's the part I don't get. I don't get how it just is like pops up and we there's nothing we can do ahead of time. They'll be like. In the same way that you go get like prostate screened or you go get a breast exam, there's no like cancer pre-cancer exam we could do. Yeah, I and and to that point, it I I don't know where I if I'm a hundred percent sold on like uh, this being like complete like uh, they're sitting on like a fucking magic pill that would solve this problem and make us all cancer free. But I do agree with you that they probably are sitting on a lot of solutions and pre-solutions to this problem that they are never going to introduce, certainly to like the average citizen in America. 
You know what I mean? No. Like, no. if they have all the scans to be able to, like, know everything that's happening in my body. And if they allowed me to have all of those scans yep. on a, a yearly basis, monthly basis, whatever it is that would keep us all healthy and functional, we probably could tackle these things early. But they that that's expensive and doesn't pay off the same way as somebody getting no. sick and, and surviving. Because there's no money. There's no money in wellness. Mm-hmm. They can't give you anything. Right. So, like. There's no money in like you being healthy. The yeah. money is because like I think about all the old shit like your grandma, your great grandma used to tell you about like just like like you could get something right. You could take a, a medicine like a pill for it or whatever. Or you could also like I'm not saying this is true in every case because of course not. Of course medicine is like amazing. There's so many amazing things. But penicillin is really just mold. It's yeah. a natural thing. Like so many things that I think about like my grand like I was with somewhere the other day and. This woman was like, this is gonna sound real Hollywoodish, but it's not. The point is that <laughs> I was getting I was somebody was doing my makeup for a photo shoot. And the woman was Uh-oh. like, Oh man, you're scared. You're scared. <laughs> I know. It sounded bad in the setup. But I'm no, you're to take fine. My listeners are bougie too. Go ahead. Finish. <laughs> uh, she literally was like, hey, what have you been using on your skin? Like what soap regimen is? I said, nothing. I said, I've just been drinking a gallon of water a day for five months. Right. And she was like, Jesus. And I was like, yeah, I've noticed it too. I said, but before I would have gone and like, got, and I'm not saying you don't have to take care of yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But I would be getting like all these other things to like fix the problem as opposed to realize, oh, maybe the problem is just in the health that taking care of myself with the natural things that like you're told as a child, which is like eat fruits and vegetables, drink water, yeah. don't eat, don't eat junk, like don't do. And, and you know, it's like all those things that over time they Fuck your body up. So then when they fuck your body up, then you got to go take, like I did this too. This is interesting too. Do this on football Sundays. Watch the ads you see in between football commercials. Because Mm. if you notice, in between football commercials, it's a very specific ad. It's a fast food ad. It's a soda or an alcohol ad. And Mm -hmm. it's like a bad food ad, like a chips. And then there's a pill ad. (laughs) Watch, Watch. I'm just... Because they know, they know, yeah. they know. That's what I'm saying. It's all, it, it's nothing. There's no money in being healthy. There's money and you get sick and we can give you shit. Because think about all the like, to your point, to my, to the point about the cancer stuff, think about all the equipment that gets built to like do that, yes. right? To like do that. And then all the people that are employed doing that. And then all the big companies that do that funnel that where that goes, you go, that's billions of dollars are in the equipment just alone, not the research, not this. So like, why give you a pill? Like, eventually that pill, you go to your, whatever you go to your medical insurance, that pill might cost you $15. There's no money in them making $15 on you. There's money in you coming in, spending all that money on the radiation, on the this, on the that, on the that, on the that, because then they can just build your company. I mean, build your insurance, all this amount of money. Then your copay goes up. I mean, that's the thing, right? And then, you live or you don't live, but either way, we got our check. Somebody going to come along next and take your spot. I mean, well, what you're saying reminds me, I, I when I, I lived in an apartment for a while in L.A. and down in the like in the garage area, they had a bunch of signs that basically said that, like, 
fumes down here could potentially be like cancer causing or like be a, a risk mm-hmm. for you to be inhaling. Mm-hmm. And that sign exists not because they're worried that I might get sick, but that sign exists as accountability for the building and for the people that yep. made the fumes in the first place to yep. make sure that I can't then get my comeuppance once nope. I do, in fact, get sick. So it's this odd, fucked up game of being like, yo, we're not actually trying to make you better. We just trying to make sure that you you if you live, you can't come and get rich off of what happened to you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that exists in the the foods that we eat that exists in, to your point, that exists even in the pills that they're pitching as a solution to the foods that you eat, right? Like they tell you, eat this food, then they go, take this pill because you feel weird after you (laughs) ate that food. And then they go, by the way, that pill, ooh, it's got some other problems that you should be aware of, but that ain't our problem because we told you ahead of time, that ain't got nothing to do with us. If you shit yourself as your child, you know, violin recital ain't on us. We told you. You're going to have loose shit. We told you. <laughs> we warned you. and We warned you. <laughs> also, that's the other thing. How come a pill has 8,000 things it's going to do to you? It's going to do one good thing for you and then fuck up like... Because what that what all those things tell me, to, like, to your point about not being sued, is they tested it and that pill had a wide array of outcomes yeah. that they did not predict. Because you know when they make that pill, they didn't make that pill to be like, it's going to cure your eyesight, but you know what? We're also going to put it in shit that makes you shit. Right. They didn't put that, <laughs> that in there wasn't on their purpose plan. to make you shit. That wasn't their plan. <laughs> they legitimately made that pill to fix your heart. And then along with fixing your heart, they realized, oh, that shit, it, it made like, because to make enough people do, for them to put it in the disclosure, you have to have enough people that it happens to. Yeah. So you have to understand how many people they tested this on and then how many people said, I can't see right now. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but does your tummy still hurt? And you're like, no. And they're like, good. Sell yeah. that shit. Yep. A genogen, yeah, I'm shitting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel more confident? Yeah, yes. Do you, are you, great. Yes. Are you, but you're confident enough to call me that you're shitting all the time. So then, great. We're good. <laughs> Yeah, all right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Prentice Penny and more My Mama Told Me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. 
AT&T. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. And we are back. <laughs> yeah, we're back here with more My Mama Told Me, more Prentice Penny. We're still talking about the possibility that the government and Big Pharma have teamed up. They've morphed Power Rangers style to make sure that we never get a chance to cure some of the worst ailments and specifically cancer. Do you think that there are individuals, at least, who might spill some of these secrets that that like there are people uh, where where do you stand in that that like is the government so good at this that they're able to keep everybody quiet or are there people who are gonna like edward snowden this shit and like give us the the, the real low on everything well you know what i do i do think that's gonna happen and i think the way it usually happens is that because the problem is you the second the government comes out, they've almost fucked themselves in some way that they almost can never come out with it. Uh-huh. Here's why I say that. Because if they come out with like one advanced step and people go, whoa, this is like a huge step in like the last 70 years in cancer stuff. This is great. When did you guys discover this? And when they start asking questions like that and they start coming <laughs> out with like new shit, you gotta, then you got to answer for the old shit. And yeah. then you're going to hear like, so somebody going to lie and say, oh, we've been working on it, but we just discovered it. And somebody's going to be like, Somebody is literally somebody sitting right now with a bunch of information, I believe, and is like, doesn't know what to do with it, but it's like, fucking nobody's going to listen anyway. And then when when those things come out, it's typically when people start talking because they feel guilty. So either the government is going to like, either there's going to be like, we can never really advance it because people will ask too many questions or we'll advance it and then maybe risk. But Mm -hmm. they're only going to advance it if it makes financial benefits to to do it because it's again it's not like covid where like the thing is causing the downfall of the economy and the world collapse as we know it it's a thing that people just kind of accept that could happen because yeah. it's so nebulous it's so nebulous could it happen i don't know it could it couldn't who knows but yeah so i think you will i think there's people sitting on info for sure that they know a hundred percent I think I think to your point, there's something almost more powerful in allowing it to normalize itself much in the way that we saw with COVID. Right. That like when COVID truly was like this, 
this novelty when we were truly afraid yep. of this motherfucker because we didn't understand it. And we still yep. don't understand it. But when we at least all agreed that we mm-hmm. didn't understand it, we truly, everybody was like, yeah, I do want to stay at home. I do want yeah, to wear a mask. Absolutely. I want to buy Lysol wipes to wipe down my groceries to make sure that I'm not a potential victim of this thing. Yep. And then at the point that it became even remotely normalized, where we saw somebody survive the shit, Suddenly, we're like, man, I'm not wiping my motherfucking groceries anymore. That's crazy. And so with cancer, it's the same vibe. We've seen people survive enough that it's like, it's normal. You know, it's not ideal, but but we can get through this. And it's not something I need to desperately seek a cure for. Agreed. I think the hardest thing that like any person has to deal with is when it's like, you didn't know anything. You seem totally fine. And now you're at like stage four. Because it's such a jump from like, complete seemingly healthy to like this when you're like stage one people will deal with a progression mm-hmm. like for like a, a a regression of health easier because they're seeing they're processing it in like time yeah right or people will go you're at stage one but like it's early we caught it you go okay like like to your point it's not ideal but it feels hopeful yeah right it's, it's but I, and i and i remember when trump said this where he was like, a lot of people are gonna die. It's kind of is what it, he basically said it is what it is, <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we're actually at. He wasn't wrong. No, he understood that. Like he just said it before. He, you just can't say it like week three in the pandemic. No, <laughs> <laughs> and especially two weeks before, where you're like, yeah, I think we beat it. I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> we're straight. And then he was like, hey, I'm not even gonna hold y'all, man. Some niggas gotta <laughs> die, and it, it just is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, it, you just—it's the like you like we're saying—it's the messaging, right? It's how yeah. the message comes out. So, yeah, man, it's it's so yeah. So All right. I, Let's let's dig into some of this research, because I'm very curious to hear some of your responses to a few of these things, because as far as I can tell, and certainly this is this is me looking it up in the most literal sense, there every reputable site and I'm I'm going to put quotations around reputable, but reputable reputable site claims that there is no hidden cure for cancer. They say that a magic cure implies, number one that all cancers are the same, which many argue is false. Even like cancers that attack the same body parts are not necessarily born of the same cause. For example, lung cancer, right? You could have lung cancer because of a genetic thing in your family, or you could have lung cancer because you hit 35 years of Pall Mall cigarettes (laughs) and that developed lung cancer in the way that you may need to treat those separate lung cancers is so vastly different they argue oh, that's interesting. That, okay. that it's impossible or, or much more challenging for them to say, here's a magic pill that would solve both of those problems. But that also implies, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I hear that. I'm going I'm to let you talk. But I, also, <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like, but it's still cancer. Like yep. you're still calling it cancer. So like at some fundamental level, don't they have something in common that connects them? to the thing or is the word cancer a loose word that just means like any cell that gets like damaged is technically cancer but what it really is is like something totally else and i think to your point that's that's a dangerous part of the way that they branded this motherfucker to be like this is all the same when in fact it ain't like to your point covid we're going to find out at some point that COVID-19 was not the same thing for people who had a 
cough and couldn't taste and the people mm-hmm. who lost their fingertips. Like they they got a different thing. And maybe that different thing was born of the same like, uh, you know, like little strand, but it wasn't yeah. the same shit. You know what I mean? It My fingers fell be. off. It can't, it can't be the same thing. Yeah. Because not that many people's fingers, people's fingers fell. Okay, this is going to say that counts. Niggas' fingers fell off, but like not a lot of niggas' fingers fell off. <laughs> right, like, it wasn't so popular. Was right, it wasn't like oh, it was like it was like in the streets. It was like oh, you like if you was part of the figure falling off crew, you was a specific <laughs> group of niggas. You know what I mean? The FFOC, you were a very yeah, specific, very group. specific group of niggas. <laughs> your fingers fell off. Like what pre-existing shit was in you that when COVID hit, it's like you know what we gonna do with this nigga. So, so with that, they claim that to be able to test every single type of cancer and its variants for a single cure is too long and too vast of a task to just crack the code. There are also some claims that it would not, in fact, be more. And this this is a part I'm especially interested to hear your thoughts on. Some people are claiming that it would not, in fact, be more profitable to hide the cure. Big Pharma makes insane money with development of new drugs. And if a, for example, a company were able to create a quote unquote cure all that drug, then that drug company would then immediately get the most rich in the history of of the planet by creating that cure. And they say that's more than enough proof that there's no reason to hide the cure. Maybe. Okay. I I guess my question would be to that. I don't know how much they make on making a drug versus versus not making a drug. Yeah, but I do understand. There's what I feel like the cancer. Why I feel like that's a lie is you you get it on both sides with the way it is now. You still mm-hmm. gotta take medication to deal with the radiation. Yeah, they still make you still gotta take shit. They don't just be like here's a Tylenol deal with the radiation. You gotta keep coming back whether it's the drip that they put into your arm or radiation or some other form of what you're dealing with, but you still got to like come in and deal with it. You still got to come back. Like if you could take a pill right now and you like your cancer is gone day right now. Yeah. There cannot be more money in that than going back to a hospital for three or four years with radiation treatments and the medicine and seeing the doctor and seeing the oncologist. Like there's so many steps you have to go through people you have to see when you have cancer that are getting paid every time you go see them. So yes. I can't imagine that like taking, getting a pill and being like, I don't have to see none of y'all no more. If I'm good for the rest of my life is more profitable than every time you have to go to the hospital. You're the second you if you have a copay, they, they making money on you. Yeah. So you gotta go see two or three doctors. You, even if your copay $15, they made $45 off you off the rip. Right. Not even like, Nothing else. Just like, and, and now do $45 times, however many people, millions of people have cancer every year, every time they go to their doctor. So that's the part where I go like, maybe, or maybe what you read is lying. Yeah. No, I I, I 100% had a, a similar instinct in this where I was like, yeah, you're probably right that, that some company, some individual company would be able to get super rich off of sort of the creation of, Agree a, they would. Totally of would. a cancer cure. But then that cuts out so many other incomes that yep. 
You basically, it'd be like me getting rich and then cutting off my entire family. And so for these these organizations, these companies, these people, they're like, yeah, technically I could release this shit and get paid for myself, but I'm trying to keep my niggas put on. So I'm going to make 100%. sure that, you know, you have to keep going through the channels you go through to keep my people paid. Because if you're father, you just don't make a COVID like vaccine. You make a lot of medical shit, right? So you're so you're not just trying to sell your thing to like, let's just say Kaiser, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say or, or whatever, like your Blue Cross, right? If you're Pfizer and you make a medical thing and you trying to get Blue Cross to like pay whatever the amount they're gonna pay for whatever, if Blue Cross, if, but if you are Pfizer and we're making money on this COVID thing, but I got this cancer shit that's popping. Yeah. But if you're Blue Cross, how do you sell? Hey, Blue Cross, we have a cancer pill that fixes everything. But you know what it's gonna do to you? Yeah. You won't be able to charge cancer patients no more for nothing. Yeah. If you Blue Cross, why would you? You're like, you put me out of business, homie. You know, I'll beat your ass. You I'll lost your mind. You, you bring that shit here. That's your motherfucking problem. I mean, think about that. I'm just like, so they make so much money on the other side. Why would you, why would you like it? Call the cops on your homie. Yeah. Like, we both, because we both selling. Yeah, it it got me thinking, it it, it sort of, I I think this is a loose connection, but it definitely was a connection that popped in my head is that it had the same energy to me, quote unquote, energy to me as the way that we talk about alternative energies in this country, right? That like, and really across the world, that like right now, in terms of alternative energy, there are like, there's, there's hydrogen, there's tidal, there's biomass, wind, geothermal, natural gas, all this shit, right? And 20%, I didn't know this, 20% of the UK power grid is run by tidal energy now. 20% wow. of it. And so I get, I see that and I ask myself, now, are they using 20% because that is the maximum capacity that they can get from tidal energy? Or is that other 80% just something they owe back to these, you know, these big coal yep. or fossil fuel companies to yep. keep everybody's job in place, to keep people yep. happy and functioning at, at the same rate and, and sort of joy level that they already have. And so in the same way with these cancer treatments, it's like, bro, I'm not I'm not going to stop selling cocaine and start selling <laughs> grapefruit because I find out it's healthier for you. I'm in the cocaine business. So I'm yes. going to keep selling coke. And if you don't want coke, nigga, move. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, that's, <laughs> that's how exactly it works. That, that is exactly how it works. I totally agree. That's my same thing here. It's like, we know... We know that, like, these forms of fuel are better. We know it. But, like, niggas are, like, they too powerful to, like, shut it down. Yes. Like, how much money does the, like, does the wind energy lobbyists have versus sheiks who are selling the oil to Chevron and they, they already got the systems, they already got, the, they got the wire in place. They own right. the Carters. Like, Chevron owns the Carters. So they, 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 they got it. So it's, it's the same thing. Like, you just can't, you can't compete with it. Because they just sitting on it. The wind people can't even get a ride to the meeting. You know what I mean? Like, you can't even, you don't even have an alternative energy ride no, to this no, motherfucker. So, no, like, this no, is, it no. just is what it is. It, it's like you're, like, on gas, it's like you can't even come see us because I'm going to just make the, I'm going to just make the meeting 500 miles away and your electric car only goes 200. Yeah, exactly. Even, you can't even show up to the spot. No. Good luck finding a, a supercharger somewhere in between. We didn't build one because we don't like you, <laughs> motherfucker.
<laughs> yep. Yeah, it's it's a it's an odd game, and, and it even got me thinking about the way that this language is sort of built, right? Like they still refer to all of this as alternative medicines, alternative energy, and the reality is they very well could be the main source if we yep. so choose to make them that. But alternative implies that there is something on the other side that is is our go to boo. It's our main squeeze, and they will always keep it that way so that we don't start to believe in wind over fossil fuels or oil yep. or whatever it is. I agree that language is so important because even, you know, I came, I was like in college or high school, like early 90s, college, like mid 90s. Now, if you think about the word alternative, right, to what that means to like people of like, I'm 48. So people that are like 50, you think about like alt music. It doesn't even sound like alt food. It just sounds like some shit that's over in a corner. Yeah. Like I don't want that weird, I don't want that weird music or that weird food or that weird thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how is wind weird? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, what are we talking about? It was like, like we use wind as fuel all up until electric ships. Yeah. Wind was the only thing we could use on the water was wind. Wind was a real resource. But now wind is like, that wind is weird. Like that's no, it's this just crazy that, like, wind. Brand, and- yeah, this crazy <laughs> wind. It's just like the branding is better to that. To, 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 like I remember when VHS and beta tapes were out. Like beta was a better tape, but VHS it was too expensive to make them to a certain degree. And VH, people was like, we just make everything VHS. It's easier for us. Right. Then VHS blew up, but it wasn't like a better quality thing. It was like the people in charge just muscled the VHS because it was easier to make for the movie companies. So that's yeah. What they, that's what they, so, so you couldn't go to a, I remember going to a video store, they would barely have beta tapes because movie studios were like, we're not making them in beta because they just cost too much money for us. It's easier to make them in VHS, even though we know the quality shittier. Right. That's the same it, shit with gas. Like we know, we know electric issue is better. We know it. It's not even like a debate. Nope. It's just like niggas in West Virginia want their big ass F-150s. Yeah. So, you can pry them from their their cold <laughs> white dead hands, you know. So nah, that ain't happening. No, it's not happening. It 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 not to to linger too much on the COVID of it all, but it it also got me thinking about the fact that based on on current like numbers, only five percent five percent of the world is vaccinated against COVID. So Ooh. five, not. Not 50, in America, we're at 50, but that's because of our personalities, right? Right. But 5% of the world is vaccinated against this thing that they're telling us to all get, you know, shots for. And, and, and part of it is because these companies are making a choice that it is not worth it to give away their formula to these other places because they can't get paid off this shit. No. So even if we all got vaccinated, we yep. don't solve the problem because the rich motherfuckers can't figure out how to be rich enough off of yep. what they're making. That's and that's the shit that's was said in, in when I saw Dopesick. I was like, oh, it's just never enough. It's never like enough. But that's my other that's my other theory. I don't even think it's conspiracy theory. But I was like, they don't want to give it to the Latin, the brown and the the black people in other countries. And I said, I said. I called it passive genocide. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, because you can't come in like Hitler now and like eradicate people no more. That's just like, you can't do that. Yeah. What you can do is go, we're not going to give these people the resources to survive. Mm -hmm. And if you wanted to like get rid of brown and black people and take more of their resources in their countries, you just say, well, they... We couldn't work out a deal to give them the vaccine and like bop, bop, bop. And now they did. Yep. And you go like, that's 
that's a, that would be the that would be the smooth and nobody would question it. Nobody would like because it would just be in the form of business. It wouldn't be this like I came in and shot you in the head. It would just be like we couldn't work out a deal and. You know, we tried. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, and honestly. So that's how they get you. That's how they get you. That's that's <laughs> the whole that's the whole scam is being like, yo, we can't shoot you in the face no more. That ain't that ain't cool, southern hemisphere of the world. But what we right. can do is guarantee that we don't provide any provisions that might keep you from being shot in the face. And we also shoot bullets in the air in uh, your direction and see if they come down at your face. You know what I mean? It's, right. it's all yeah, crazy. We got this, yeah, we got this alternative genocide. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking nuts. And even with that, like it, it, it sort of, you know, you're, we were talking about sort of the connection of like these pharmaceutical companies to big pharma. And we point to the obvious medicines that don't work. Like there, there's so many medicines historically. It, it got me thinking about like, um, about Dr. Sebi, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you, for those who, who are unfamiliar, Dr. Sebi became especially popular because he claimed to have figured out alternative ways to cure uncurable diseases. HIV and AIDS was on the list. Cancer, I believe, was on his list. Yeah, cancer was on the list. uh, There was a bunch of shit on his list that, like, through holistic living and and, uh, alternative eating methods and and drinking methods, you could cure these things. Now, do I personally believe that Dr. Sebi had, in fact, found these cures? I, I don't. I'll be real. I think... I think he's a healthy grifter in the grand scheme of things. But I do, in looking up a lot of his shit and the responses to his shit, right? Right. You see all of these articles of like, reputable sites being like this is this is tomfoolery this man he's a he's a scoundrel he's a ruse it's it's all fake and then you look up all these medicines that get put out every year that the fda has to be like oh my bad y'all we didn't expect that to do what that did and there's no fucking big articles about it they're not calling these companies liars so you pick dr sebi as an example of don't go down this route more than because he's doing something so different than what everybody else is doing with with drugs. Yep, he's not doing anything. Different. And even the name, don't even the name Big Pharma sound like the homie? Yeah, that's big, like, <laughs> like that's Big Meech. That's big. That's Big Pharma. That's that's Big Suge. That's Big Pharma. Yeah. Like, yeah, even the name we give it is like a gangster ass name, right? Now, hundred percent, uh, dude. Everything you're saying to me, I'm like, that's it. Because again, there's no money. And making people better is only money in the drug. It's the dope game. It's 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 no different than what Jay Biggie they all talk about. It's money to keep. If a crackhead gets better, that's a loss of a customer. Yeah, that's, that's less crack. <laughs> it's less crack. It's less people doing the thing that I'm selling. Yeah, that's it. At the end of the day, it's like I lose a customer. So if you was to cure cancer, you losing customers. Yes. At the end of the day, you losing customers. So it's just a dope game. It's it's is just a different dope game, but it's the same. It's the same principle. And and even in in again is in total support of what you're saying. It's it's on top of that, it's not even that they can't go and try a different thing, right? They it's not that these these cold dudes could not become tide dudes, right? Like they could yeah. totally become tidal energy guys, but in doing that, they have to train a new workforce, they have to build new equipment, they have to distribute said equipment. Yeah. It all costs money that they don't need to spend because because yep. they already got their shit in place. So fuck yep. it. I'm a Coke dealer. That's what I do. 
I don't give a fuck if there's a healthier alternative or not. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if it was if, now. If some if some perks fell in my lap, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll slang them too. But it ain't what I do. You know, nah. like there's no like I often thought I was like, man, what would it take for Chevron to be like? You know what? We're just gonna start an electric division. We're yeah. just gonna start it. We're just gonna start it. Well, because again, their game is I need gas in the car, homie. I don't get paid on the electric shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you know, like. And like Edison or Department of Water and Power get paid on that shit. But it don't benefit Chevron to be like, start using water out your house or start using electricity no. to make shit go. That, we, like, they'd be out of business. They would be they, legit they, out of business. And they don't need to be out of business, right? And that's exactly. ultimately what it all comes down to is like, it, until there is a final straw sort of like in place where it's like, if we don't go out of business or if we don't change the way that we live, uh, the world won't exist anymore, then they're going to keep doing what they do. And no yeah. matter what science says about like the world is ending, it don't seem that way. You know what I mean? My day to day hasn't changed. So why the fuck would I suddenly change and, my company? And if you have money, like as people saw in the pandemic, people that made over like $90,000 a year, $1,000 a year were hardly affected by the pandemic. Yep. Really. Like really like sure. we Like sure. Emotionally and mentally, but they weren't like people weren't losing jobs at that level. They weren't worried about where their food was coming from. If you they said if you made forty thousand dollars and under, you were severely impacted by it. So if you're a, an executive at Chevron, you making you know like twenty million dollars, or even if you're making five million dollars, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna be even if the world changes, you're just gonna be like, well, I'm just uh. I'll get my pool. I'll build some shit, yeah. and I'll be okay. Because you're like, I'm not gonna live that much longer anyway. I got 20 more years. Like, yeah. so it's not really affecting me. <laughs> enjoy your ga- enjoy your gas, you broke bitch. We, yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about you. <laughs> no, no, not at all. All right, we're gonna take one more break. We'll be back with more Princess Penny and more. My mama told me. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. 
Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. And we are back. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, we're back here with more Princess Penny. More my mama told me. We're still talking about the fact that Big Pharma is basically just a big old drug salesman with a cute name. And, uh, and it's working. It's working. We don't know how to untether ourselves from them. So here we are. This is our, our permanent <laughs> life, I guess, forever and always. Or for the next 35 years until humanity stops being what humanity is, you know? Yep. Let's play a game. This is that time in the podcast where we always play a game. And for you, you, Prentice, I made a brand new game. It's a brand new game called Use It or Lose It. And All right. with this game, I'm going to introduce to you some medicinal, I guess, options, uh, recommendations that existed in early yesteryear of, of America and, and times before. And what I would love for you to do is just... Just meditate on them. Tell me what you think. Do you think we should be using, reintroducing some of these options to to society? Or is this something we need to lose forever from the way that we we heal and, and fix people? All right. Sounds good. Hell yeah. So first off, this is a fun one. Apparently, back in, in the early 1800s, it was recommended that you use raw meat and hog fat for rabies bites. There were doctors who claimed that if you got bit by a, a rabid animal, you would wrap that that injury, <laughs> that that bite with raw meat or pig fat for up to four days in order to make the rabies go away. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. You know, what's, you know, what's funny. There were several people that took that dead, dead ass serious. <laughs> I think how crazy that sounds. <laughs> But that was like you—you you know, when somebody in eighteen something tied a pork chop around their cut. Yeah, that—that that actually sounds like legit crazy. I don't know what witchcraft was happening there, but that—that that sounds full crazy. That you could like transfer the rabies from your body to the meat. Yeah, that sounds it, crazy. It doesn't. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like some of the yeah. things I kind of get, where I'm like, okay, here's a logical progression. Yeah. how you decided like, oh, you needed some raw meat on it. But the fact that like you're just wrapping a wound with raw meat while you're meat. going insane. That's what rabies does. <laughs> it makes your brain melt and you're like losing your mind and you keep wrapping raw meat around yourself. This is yeah. not a good look. It's also not a good look because doctors back then certainly understood that if you have a wound in like the like a battle in a war, you'd wrap it immediately. Mm -hmm. You would like tend to the wound with like, that you would like sterilize it and at least wrap it at a minimum. I've seen enough black and white pictures from like the Civil War where niggas had full no no leg and wrap yeah. wrap bandages. <laughs> so it's not they're not unaware that bandage a wound should be wrapped. I guess that's the part where I don't understand why you you would then put raw meat on top of an open wound, but you would never do that to like do anything else. Right. Why why wouldn't you do that for, for an amputation? Why aren't we? Yeah, just why would you do that then either? Yeah, if yeah. I lost some meat, put some more meat there and now I got my meat back. But instead yeah. they're like, nah, just yeah. for rabies. That's the only reason you would do or that. Or even if they use the meat to suck out bacteria, but that was how they did all things. 
Exactly. Right, exactly. That's the part. I don't know why the rabies is so specific. Yeah, I like lose that. That's that's horrible. Okay, we're we're losing that. Here's a here's a fun one. Apparently, there were doctors in the early 19th century who believed that vibrators could cure hysteria. They actually uh-huh. accidentally found the the invention of the vibrator this way, but they believed that women who suffered from hysteria, which hysteria, to be clear, was basically anything from menstrual cramps to like a headache. At any point that a woman felt anything, they were calling this shit hysteria. And when, when a woman became hysterical, they would then prescribe that that a I want to make sure that I'm getting this correctly, that they they would uh, use a vibrating machine, a pelvic massage that would ultimately accidentally, I guess, lead to an orgasm or a hysterical paroxysm. I don't know how to say words, but the point is they would bring these women to bust in a nut and they felt like this was the cure to their mental hysteria. Your thoughts? uh, keep that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because I do notice whenever my wife is like very frustrated or headachey or feeling a little bit like antsy, I know when we get when we start fucking, shit ends up being cool. Yeah. So so, so I, I think that's actually a fair practice that still works today. Busting a nut ain't never hurt nobody. And uh, never hurt nobody. I don't never know if it cures nobody. hysteria, but it certainly ain't it ain't making your hysteria worse, you know? No, it cures mine for sure. I love that. Okay, here's here's another fun one. Apparently, there was a period in this country where we believed that you could use heroin to cure a cough, that morphine and heroin were sort of like going back and forth in terms of popularity and heroin wanted out for a while. And we were getting we were kicking morphine because apparently people were getting addicted to morphine. And so heroin was basically now pitched as something five times more effective for curing the cough without the addictive qualities that morphine had. Your thoughts? Well, we clearly got that wrong. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you couldn't cough anymore because you're like full, like <laughs> drug induced slobbering hey, on yourself. It and did cure so, the yeah, cough. Not, it definitely cured the cough. Yeah, cause aren't they the same? Aren't they both from opium? Isn't it like it's so funny that they're both basically? It's like that Spider-Man meme of pointing at each other. Yeah, like, you're addictive. You're addictive. I think one is, I think they're correct that one is five times stronger, but yeah, they're not, they're not, uh, so different not, that, that yeah. it's like, oh, you simply must use this one over yeah. this one. I don't like, but like, I'm, like I'm, I'm not gonna lie, sometimes the cough is, you have to look at like, if I like, <laughs> a little bit of heroin, <laughs> like maybe like 5% heroin, like yeah, yeah, 95%, yeah. like 95% Theraflu, 5% heroin. A little, uh, heroin <laughs> light, a little, a little. Yeah, just, just like a little, like a dip. Like it was just dipped and pulled out. Yeah. I'm not coughing, no fever. I slobber on myself. Sure. You, know. you you see God for a second, but you don't get a yeah. good look at God. You just get a little glance. Yeah, at just it. a peek, just a little peek. <laughs> <laughs> like not addictive, just like enough, just to get through the day, baby. So so uh, am I safe to presume that this isn't quite a lose it? This is somewhere in no, between a use it and a lose it? I think this is I think this is like like if there was a category, I would say put this in the use it research department. <laughs> <laughs> let's keep tr- let's do some trials. Let's yeah, see what we can do. Yeah, like a like a like a use it R and D incubator lab. Let's just like see what that gets going. I love that. 
Okay, this is our last one, and this this is my personal favorite of the list. Apparently, back let me make sure I get this these times right. I don't know if I'm going to get these times right. There was a point in our country. Let's just say it's that okay. There was a time in our country where it was believed that we could use shock treatments to cure impotence. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> that if you were impotent, if you if you couldn't get hard, you could you would sit in a bath. That was then run with electrodes and you would get electrocuted in this <laughs> bath water and that would, uh, I guess, get you rock hard afterwards. Your thoughts? Well, you know what? If a woman can be cured hysteria with a vibrator, then damn it, I'm a man up with my ball <laughs> shot <laughs> in water. So, I, say, I say use it, man. Do what you got. I mean, yeah. hey, man, I'll, I'll say this. Different than Viagra, because Viagra might make you shit yourself and a bunch of other things. Yep. I know this is definitely going to just do one thing. Yeah. It's going to kill me or make me rock hard. Either way, <laughs> that's only two outcomes. I will say that and to that point, you see those those commercials about the dick pills where they're like, oh, no, please don't uh, be hard for more than four hours because something could go wrong. I think if you can get electrocuted and you stay hard for five, six hours, it's fine. You're fine. The it's pill fine. is not it's doing fine. anything to you. You know what I mean? The electricity yep. is just flowing through that hard penis and you're doing all right. <laughs> these doctors had it figured out. Some of these doctors had it figured out. Some of these doctors had it figured out. And this is where we lost America. You know, we we had it figured out, and and we we let all these all these freedoms for other people get in the way. We got to go back to mistreating women and black people and curing impotence with electricity and shit. All right. Prentice, I think we did it. This was this was a wonderful we episode. We solved it, man. This was a great time. Thank you, man. I appreciate being a part of it. Could you tell the people at home where they can find you and what cool shit you have going on? Yeah, obviously you can be watching the last season of Insecure and pause with Sam J next year and on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore A underscore Apprentice, The Apprentice. And uh, I'll be doing some stuff at Disney under my new deal. So I'll be doing it there for the next four years so people can check shit out when it comes out hell yeah so follow prentice watch insecure watch pause with sam J. and uh and as always you can follow me at langston kerman and you if you want to send us drops if you want to send us your own conspiracy theories you can send them to my pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you oh and if you're in los angeles on december 15th Come to the Hotel Cafe where I will be uh, hosting another one of our our lovely Langston Kerman and Freak shows. It's it's a good time. It's just us uh, doing comedy and talking shit. Anyway, that's it. Okay, bye, bitch. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.